0: This will be the State of the Burning Address. I will talk about the current state of the podcast and plans for the future. I wanted to give you guys some feedback on what people were saying and get your feedback on them. I will have the stipulation that none of these people have been paid in good or services. So keep that in mind. Uh, There is a S theater that's better than 90% of other actual podcasts out there. I'm pretty excited about that. People actually like it.
1: What do they mean by actual
0: podcast? Actual play podcast. I'm assuming.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, got that. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I've (laughs) I've tried listening to actual play podcasts, and some of them are just really hard to listen to. Well, I get bored if there's just tons of banter that's unrelated to the game. Yes, I'm like, get on with it. And I'm in general like that with podcasts. Like, there's a ton of banter. That's unrelated to what the podcast is about. I'm out.
0: <laughs> I'm assuming that you do, you don't get tired of birding everything gaming. No, of course not. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna pay you well, extra. I'm I'm paying you double what of I'd what like. I pay
1: you now. Thank you, I appreciate that. And how about triple? I I think I'm worth <laughs> at least triple. Okay, um, you know
0: you're worth triple.
1: But that's why I like our current format is because we cut to the chase. There's not a lot of band. No, I like that. Too. I mean, a little bit is good, but you know, a little bit's okay, but. We cut to the chase.
0: I was talking with someone about the comparison between actual play podcast and audio dramas. And I was talking about how technically this is, but I kind of edit it and do things so it's more like an audio drama. I kind of call it like an a 50%
1: improv audio drama. Yeah. Because...
0: We're telling a story, and it's the dice and things make it improv. Also, you guys have no idea what's happening.
1: I love, I actually love audio dramas, and I li- even listen to a couple of improv dramas. <laughs> audio. There's a lot I listen to, and they have
0: like comedians who are really good at this, so I'm happy that we can do it, and we're okay. Yeah. There's another one, the Hammer House Project Podcast said, Great podcast. Keep up the good work. Again, I didn't pay these people. They're just nice. What was that one called? The Hammer House Project Podcast. Uh, Weird Vic was, I absolutely love this podcast. I listened to it for hours. Again, I didn't pay this guy. So I'm just happy these people are nice. I'm
1: glad they're enjoying it.
0: Yeah, me too. There is some that actually, they kind of had some questions or comments. I want to get you guys feedback on. Travis K said, this is about the Star Trek one. I personally love the idea of the Academy. I think the Academy was a little rushed as its intention was from the beginning. And I thought there could have been more developing. What do you guys, as players, think about that comment or
1: playing in the Academy in general for the game? I enjoyed the Academy part, and I I think for the length of the campaign we were looking for and everything we wanted to fit in, how long we had the Academy part was necessary. Though if someone's looking for a more extended campaign, I think it would be more fun to do a little bit more development there. Yeah, what
0: about you, Joshua?
2: Well, I mean, honestly, I think we could have done an entire campaign just with the Academy years, and there would have been a lot of interesting content in that. Now, personally, I'm glad we kept it brief, but that's mostly because my character slept through his Academy years, and there just wouldn't have been a lot for me to do. But um, everybody else... Like made it really interesting. There were a lot of fun NPCs that we're still bringing back, you know, after the academy's done, and playing with and interacting with. So um, I can see why people would definitely want more of it, and I imagine the players, all of us, would like to see that too. But I, I agree. For the length that we have, Trace is spot on. It it was a perfect length. Yeah. For the campaign we were going to play.
0: I honestly had more planned for the campaign. But I knew we had to keep going to do things because we're nearing the end of the campaign now. But I knew even back then that if we kept, it would just, it
1: never would have ended. But I am glad you guys enjoyed it. Yeah. One thing I will say is since the Academy, no one has been stuck in the ceiling. (laughs) Careful, no spoilers. We need Maybe we should consider more (laughs) of that. You know what? You know what's funny? Someone actually just
0: messaged us uh, yesterday and said they were going back and listening to it and enjoying it. And they were looking forward, and I'm quoting them, this is actually isn't planned, but I'm quoting them and saying, I'm looking forward to more stories from the sleepy Canton and the overpowered Vulcan. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it sounds like they got the, the Academy down pretty good. Yeah, people, people love Craig. I get a lot of nice feedback from him. I like it. Uh, let's see, Peter L. This is about the old Dresden File ones. He says, listen to the Dresden Files. I love it so much. It's killing me. I do hope for more Dresden Files. Man, I love the book series. So this is it, Joshua. What are your comments about more Dresden Files actual play? How possible is that?
2: It is not possible, not even remotely. I am a huge fan of the Dresden Files series. To date, probably the best fate-based campaign that I've ever run was that first Dresden Files campaign where... It was so new to all of us, but it was so fun and it was so exciting. And I'm never doing it again.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so
0: since we're never doing it again, Tracy, would you want to play? Yeah,
1: I, I would love to. Well, you know that that partial campaign that we had that died from scheduling, as many campaigns do. Yes, I enjoyed it, and I would love to play more in that universe. I love Joshua. I like I like being a player. So I would it, like.
0: I'm sorry. You know what? It's not happening. So I can't talk about it. Just live that dream forever. No, like We have fans that want it, but no, Joshua is an evil tyrant. I'm okay with it. <laughs> All right, uh, one last one. Nicholas H. talking about the Sentinel Comics videos. It was fun to watch you guys play this. Joshua, what can you tell us about the campaign we do have running?
2: That we currently have running?
0: Yes. I haven't put the videos up yet because I'm lazy.
2: Uh, fair enough. Well, that's good. Then uh, people should watch from the start. I tried to pull a lot of inspiration as much as I could delving into the lore of the comics. There's even, if you look for it, uh, secret messages and codes in every adventure that I'm sure the fans will very quickly dig through and figure out. Uh, hints about you know the way it's going to end and the... Uh, Final boss and stage and all of that good stuff. I've really enjoyed the beta testing. I'm sure the final game is going to be uh, fairly different. But I've really enjoyed seeing the different players, I mean, with all of the videos we've recorded, just take these characters and put such an interesting spin on them and do some pretty amazing things. I'm not sure. I I wish I could be a lot more specific, but I don't think I'm allowed to.
0: As as a player, I'm just trying to see what I can get out of you (laughs) so I can plan ahead. Very devious. Yes. I'm not playing Tachyon, so I can be devious.
2: You know, when I was first sitting down to make this long stretch, I had an entire session or a scene dedicated to... Just seeing what happens if all the players get killed, and mostly it was geared towards killing Tachyon first. But I haven't run it yet because nobody's playing Tachyon.
0: Well, Tachyon, like me and Tracy, like I'm Tachyon, he's Unity. We still have that. That's in a different universe, kind of.
2: Eh, yes and no. Interestingly <laughs> enough, I yeah. um, when you guys first played and Tracy was insisting that you know Unity was not quite as appreciated by uh, tachyon is she could be and tachyon was assisting no no we're best friends uh <laughs> if you look at some of the uh, card text for tactics and um the new oblivion expansion that's coming out you'll see that relationship actually is uh both sides of it is accurate Aww. from the card game so
0: they're best friends
2: well done
1: guys <laughs> they're best friends forever <laughs> That that that's great. Well, that's you know just kind of my read on how a relationship like that would go.
0: <laughs> well read, sir. They're best. They're best friends.
1: <laughs> okay Um, speaking
0: of that, I'm going to segue not into what that does anyway. But I want to talk about since we're doing the state of the burning, the ending of Star Trek. All right, let's hear it. So as I was saying before, uh, we've got two more sessions to go, and when I say sessions for the players, you know that guy's. That's each time we sit down. Each session gets edited in about three episodes. So we're about two sessions before the end of the TV era in the Star Trek campaign. And I was actually telling Joshua before, we could end it after one more session. But I have a series-ending episode that I'm going to enjoy, and I hope everybody else does. But then we should be done, and we're going to do these movie-era sessions, but those are going to be... Basically, when we could get other people together, there are rumblings of getting the coal bath back. But I'm trying to finalize that, so I don't know yet, but we're trying to work on that. But basically, we're ending that, and we're moving on to the next campaign, which Joshua has to tell us about. Do I really? Yes, because me and Tracy have no idea about it. Oh, okay. Well, not really. I do a little bit. But since we're in it, you should tell us what it is.
2: Yeah, cool. So, okay, I guess I decided to do the uh, Avatar Fatebender setting. Um, I just, for fun, wrote that out years ago, back before FateCore even came out. Uh recently got talked in to publish it, even though I never completely finished it. And I know it's not completely finished because people keep messaging or emailing me saying, ah, you didn't finish it, why haven't you finished it yet? But they won't tell me what it is that's not finished. So I'm having a hard time with that, if you guys could help me out there and tell me what exactly I'm supposed to finish. But enough of that tangent. The campaign that I am planning to run for the follow-up after Star Trek goes is... Kind of a mix between a lighthearted and growing seriousness uh, campaign in which, you know, the players will start off. It takes place in the future of the TV series, both of the TV series, to the point that, you know, the economy and the world's technology level have kind of reset. So everything's kind of in a similar state to uh, Aang's era. But you'll find uh, ancient ruins and temples and records of uh, Korra's involvement in the metal benders and things like that.
0: Ooh, I have a question. Ask what? Should I watch the second season before playing?
2: Should you or could you? Should I? That's up to you. I mean, I'm going to introduce the knowledge as if you know your characters didn't know it and are discovering it. Okay. But um, there's there's a lot of that will be great because
1: I've done. Got... Had any exposure to this universe?
0: Oh, you haven't? Nope. Okay,
1: I'm excited. It's going to be great. I mean, apart from commercials and (laughs) you know trailers for things.
0: Well, yeah. What is? uh, Describe it to him then, Joshua. Uh, The
2: Avatar universe is it's an anime that was made by Nickelodeon. It is a world that's divided into you know humans divided into four nations. I would say based on the four elements. There's the air, the water, the fire, and the earth. And some of the people within the tribes have the power to bend the elements. They're kind of like spellcasters in that they can shape uh, water for the water tribes or earth for the earth tribes. They're called benders. And you have one individual that is constantly reincarnated throughout time called the Avatar. Avatar is a master of all elements, the only one that can bend all four and is kind of the spiritual representative, the bridge between the worlds. So it's a fantasy similar to, let's say, Inuyasha, or uh, you know, the Japanese feudal medieval fantasy, where you've got spirits and bothering peoples and villages and their ghosts, or they might be animal spirits. And also, the animals are very weird in that they're combinations of two animals.
0: Oh, they are, aren't they? So yeah. you
2: don't just have a uh, monkey. You have a combination between uh, a flying squirrel and a lemur. So you have a flying lemur. Or... Um, the flying buffalo? A combination between a buffalo and a the flying, uh, flying bison. Oh, yeah. But you may have a a uh, turtle chicken or
1: a ostrich coon or just yeah. The flying bison is that where buffalo wings come from
0: no they don't cuz he can never die cuz he's amazing
1: okay. <laughs> he's so cute so and the avatar
2: there's a lot of uh, mythology in the world about you know the elements the cycles um And you have more advanced bending, like some firebenders can actually shape lightning. And some earthbenders can bend sand or even metal.
0: There's a lot of martial arts involved, too. People use martial arts to bend these elements.
2: Yeah, there's some uh, wuxia involved. I think the show had one uh, kind of crazy circus performer girl that could punch you in the chakra points and paralyze you temporarily. Nice. Um, so you've got different things like that, but, um, basically it's the campaign is going to be more of, uh, you know, some friends getting together and discovering, you know, a way to find something that's going to make their world a lot better. And so they go on a journey to try and find uh, a way to make the world a better place. I don't want to get into too much detail because I don't want to influence uh, character building. But you may have you know, one session where the group spends the entire time trying to chase down flying lemurs to get this one you know, part of a machine that one of them stole. And then the next you try and decide, okay, these two villages are literally killing each other for the one source of food, the one tree that grows fruit in the desert area. How do you settle that? Nice. And so it's kind of a progression of, you know, where do the characters stand on making the world a better place? And how many morals are they able to hold through to that?
0: And hey, nice. I, weren't you saying something about how, unlike the Star Trek one, like where we're, we have to have everybody here from the ship, kind of isolated, this one is more like a guild where it could be different players each session?
2: That's kind of what I was hoping for, and that we could get enough players. That you know want to play, and then just have the times where whoever shows up, this is the task that you guys are going to go on. Um, and so, yeah, the the, the play style is popularized by D and D guilds. Yeah, and that was a really good explanation of why people show up, and you can go do things without some party members being there. Like, if you're halfway through a dungeon and your cleric leaves, you're either going to have to NPC her or you're just going to have to um, explain that, okay, she fell asleep for three sessions, so that's seven days, and then we'll wake her up and she was always there. Yeah, I never liked that that much. So this just provides a story way that uh, kind of explains every session you guys will be able to return back to the home base and then... You know, people that didn't come are still doing useful stuff and still helping the cause. But this way, the scheduling, I'm hoping, <laughs> doesn't become uh, so much of an issue. Yeah,
0: scheduling for games is hard. That's why I'm like, that we're just just—we're just one session close to finishing Star Trek. We're so close.
1: So I have a question. Yep. Being that I don't know anything about this universe other than what you just told me, mm-hmm. would it be useful for me to learn some before we start the game?
2: um i think it would be beneficial to you as an individual to you know watch at least the first series but uh it's really good (laughs) i mean is it on netflix i believe
0: i'm gonna find out real quick
2: it was at one point it may not be now i don't know okay um if it's not i mean it's just like playing in the other world that Seems like we're constantly throwing worlds at you that you have no idea what's going on. I'm sorry about that.
1: Totally fine. I mean,
2: I enjoy it, but at the same time, I'm sorry about that. I mean, you will. It'll help you tremendously in character building. But on the other hand, it's not on Netflix. On the other hand, if you just decide, you know what, I've got this character in mind. I'm gonna play them and see how they fit into the world. I'm sure we can work something out.
0: Okay. Yeah, not everybody has to be an elemental bender. In the TV show there was a really good character that had no special powers.
2: They they made some uh good references and good episodes of that as well. And yeah, you don't have to be one of the four benders. You can be uh a martial artist. You can be um you know, a soldier, you can be uh, There's a lot of different options in there for people that aren't benders. And there is even in the rules and for the session options if one person wants to be the avatar, but they're going to have to learn how to use the different elements. They're not going to start off with all four of them. And they're
1: probably going to start with very few fate points. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah, probably so. Um, But these – the game does let the characters level up a lot faster than um most of the other FET games I've played before. Just because there's a lot of change required. Um, not just in the Avatar character, but, you know, waterbenders quickly need to learn how to adapt to different environments. So they'll need to learn ice bending if they're at the North or the South Pole, or uh plant bending if they're in the swamplands and all the water is really in all the plants. So Uh, There's a lot quicker character, or at least mechanical progression, for the characters, which will also probably serve us well if people don't play every session. That way it doesn't take you until the end before you get your first level up because you missed certain sessions.
0: Okay. That makes sense. Nice. Anything else you want to add? No secret hints for us? No.
2: Um, the home base is going to be an abandoned clockwork tower that you guys are building, uh, repairing, restoring.
0: Trapped under the sand?
2: Uh, that's the library. Oh,
0: man. I tried. I should pay you more.
2: (laughs) You should. You should. Um, You know what? I'll pay you triple. (laughs) I'd settle for a five-cent raise.
0: Nah, I'll go triple. It's better for you.
2: (laughs) Oh... well, that's something that I've designed that I know um, you guys posted that up there recently. But um, you talked about also running, or is that uh, Tracy that's talked about running the beta test for the new uh, Fate Centurions game?
0: We both have it. Tracy is going to run it with some people, and I'm going to run it too. But Tracy's actually read more of it than I
1: have. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, I've actually, I've got maybe half of my one-shot one shot written, and I'm currently trying to schedule with people to have a session. But the universe of the game is pretty cool. It's set in alternate universe, a darker universe, uh, in the 80s, and they actually suggest that this is starting in 1981. It's really 80s. That's before my time. At the very beginning of mine, <laughs> one of the things they're big on is bringing in 80s flavor, and so they're, they've they created some characters, and they've you know got a universe with villains and good and evil organizations and that kind of thing, and they really encourage uh, the GMs or the players, um, depending on how you're crafting the universe, whether the GM is doing all the work or if it's a combined effort between the players and the GM, to – bring in elements and mimic things from like your favorite 80s action movies and that kind of thing. And so for example, they have one game template that is with the beta test material where they've essentially created the A team.
0: of course, <laughs> is there any mention of Buckaroo Banzai? Not that I'm aware of. Or the 8th dimension?
2: I don't think anybody knows what that is.
0: Oh,
1: you're funny. You're funny. <laughs> it's one of the best movies ever made. Yeah, and... It's 80s. One of the things they also have is the idea of a gonzo-meter. In this universe, the main bad guy from the... earlier in the universe, the Spirit of the Century RPG, he was messing around with the timeline, and basically, he was kept changing things, trying to get things the way he wanted. And what this has created is a bunch of alternate or parallel universes and there are some spots which there they are areas of VHF. It's uh, oh, what do they call it? Uh, something hyperdimensional space. Basically, it's thin places between these different universes and in those places the characters become more powerful. The bad guys also become more powerful. And with the this isn't something that you have to do with every game, but if you're doing a game like that, then you can have what's called Gonzo stunts, which are, of course, more, power than, more powerful than regular stunts. And rather than you know, you can have it a universe where the characters can't do anything, I guess that we would call superhuman or supernatural. Two, you can have them doing way over the top stuff.
0: It's the '80s action style.
1: Yeah.
0: Nice. Yeah, I'm looking forward to running mine, which, Joshua, I'll make you be a part of. Cool. I'd like to play
2: a math magician.
0: Is that what th- isn't that that the bad guy? Yes.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's what he does.
1: That's not necessarily who he
0: is. Yes. Nice. Yeah.
1: Well, and actually, with him, one of the things, supposedly a lot of the plays for the VHF, so that was Dr. Methuselah, and he is kind of doesn't exist as he once did. Basic, They talk about Methuselah fragments that are often the cause of these VHF space areas that they're kind of fragments of him or of his technology that's been scattered out all over the world. And they suggest that these could be um, more or less plot devices. Yeah bad guys are trying to get, retrieve one or the heroes need to find one for something. It's nice.
0: Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. I'm, it sounds like really fun and I got to see some eighties movies recently on the theater. So I'm really pumped for it. Sweet. So let me bring this to close the state of the burning. Do you guys have anything else before we close this meeting down?
2: Um, let's see. April adventures is almost done. Cause April's almost done.
0: Yes, that's true. I've got to post your other one. I'll post it tomorrow. Actually, people listening, that that's in the past. <laughs> it's, all, it's
1: already up. I, I
0: it didn't, doesn't actually, matter. You know, it's it, in the past. It, you know, I did it on
1: time, and everybody's happy. For, for someone that might be new and they've got a bunch of back stuff to listen to, what are the April adventures?
2: Uh, we've just been, for the blog, posting different adventures uh, that you can actually pick up and run. And we do those every once in a while, but we just decided to do a whole month of them in April, uh, two a week.
0: Yes, we've done this uh, Airbender, there's a Western, there is another one, what was the other ones? Phew, there's been quite a few of them, actually.
2: Um, There is a Dresden one that's coming up.
0: Nice, in the past. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: There's, uh, I mean, there's a sci-fi, there is a social one, oh, yeah, there's a time travel one, yeah. That's what it
0: was, yes. Time Stress. That
2: was a classic one.
0: The Jewel Heist, which was based off of the, um, the Legacy thing.
2: Well, actually, it's the one that I did run as the Legacy thing.
0: Yes. Cool. Cool. Let me close this down, and if people... want to give us feedback and I will gladly cover it in the next one state of the burning address. We will address the citizens just to play out this whole thing that I'm doing with the state of the burning. We will address the citizens concerns. Should we wave goodbye? We've already cut the feed.